This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But to myself, that goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see McDonald's.com for full details. Welcome to the Island Bale podcast. It is Sunday, the 3rd of September. It's quarter nine at night. And the Vale are only sat joint top of the league. After that first game of the season, it's now 13 points out of 15 available. Who'd have thought that with the fixtures we've got? We're looking decent. Good result yesterday against what was a good Oxford side. Let's give them credit. Where the Vale turned out 2-1 winners. And I'm joined by Johnny. Johnny, you were in the stadium with me. What did you make of yesterday? Yeah, I think they were the best team that we've that we've seen this season. I think they kept the ball really well. They were a good football inside. The, the lad that got man of the match for them was head and shoulders the best player on the pitch. Was that 18 got man of the match? Yeah, he did. The yeah, M- yeah, he was. McGugan or something like that. Um, he, he's been schooled through Arsenal and at Barcelona as well. So, like, you could you could tell he had a touch of class about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's a it's a very good, very good away away result. Yeah. Um, and what I will say. Is for yes, I totally 100% agree. Oxford are the best side I've seen this season now. I thought they were fantastic. However, we set up to frustration. I can't remember Connor Ripley making what you call a good save. He made some routine saves. Maybe one where he come out and narrowed the angle, but it was a tight angle anyway at the end of the first half where kind of edge of the six-yard box out wide. But I, I don't think he made any saves that you go, wow, what a save. He just did the saves you'd expect him to make and you'd expect the best goalie in league one to make. And that's credit to the outfield players who probably did the job they were asked to to just restrict Oxford and keep them at bay, which is all we really did for yourself, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, we, like you say, we were set up to frustrate. I think, I think, I'll be honest, I think, I think we've done this more than once this season as well. Yeah. 
is keep it tight first 30, 40 minutes and then do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, we've executed it well. And like, we, we could have even, when they equalised, I wouldn't have been horrendously disappointed with the draw. And I know that's like, it's a last minute thing. It's a bit of a, a kick in the balls, but I wouldn't have been horrendously disappointed if the game ended in a draw. It's a good point on the road, but to go and do what we did shows shows massive bollocks. Yeah, um, what you're saying is before kickoff, we'd have all taken a point to league leaders who won four of the games and looking a good side. Yeah, e- even during the game, to be fair, mate, how the game played out. Like yeah. you've, got, you've got to take that into consideration at times. Like, Although, it, as, as you know from standing with me, I was very disappointed when we conceded that goal. Yeah. Because somebody had got a pound on Jacovetti for his goal score and the Vale 1-0 at 240 to 1. So when so, them bastards equalised, they cost me 240 quid. <laughs> there was no cash out on it either. That was no, worst. there was no cash out because as soon as they gave him the goal, which let's... In the ground, we both thought it was an own goal, but actually, when you see it back, it was nowhere near an own goal, was it? It's brilliant, Edder, isn't it? And it was really strange. Yeah, cracking, Edder. And let's bring him in. We're also joined by Biddle's second finest. And I can confirm, Steve, you are still the second finest, as I've had it confirmed by numerous people, including Planty's family, that Planty's from Weddington, not Biddle. Oh, so I, I was just going off family. I was going off the family tech connections. Yeah, his granddad's from Biddle, Planty's from Weddington. Yeah, well, I, I know how difficult it is getting out to bid off. Yeah. Like the Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. No. <laughs> and uh, no. Steve, you've managed to watch the game back. Yeah, I was just telling you, I've got one of my guys at work is about, his wife's about to have a baby, and he looks after the Stoke buses for me. So I'm sort of hanging around there now, waiting. So I have to be about, she's due any time. So he won't be listening to this because he's a Stoke fan. But he's a, he's a good lad, and I wish... And I hope that uh, uh, when little Gavin Mass is born, who's going to name his son after, he's a very happy boy. But no, I've, I've watched it since and it was good. It was, I think it's a sign of how we're setting up to play away from home, keep it tight. And I think the signing of, um, I'm going to put a pound in a box every time I call him Doug Loft, will just add to that. We've got, you see here, um, Cross is saying, we've got a way of playing now and we're definitely betting that in. And it sort of suits you to play away to keep it tight. And that's kind of what happened, really. Yeah. And Steve, if we did any editing, we will go back and bleep out where you said Stoke twice, but we don't. So we'll leave it in. No, that's a true story. And unfortunately for yourself, I believe that they've had to ring and cancel that open top buzz they booked off you at the opening <laughs> game of the season as they now languish in the lower mid tables of the championship after winning it in the opening day. But that's enough about them down the road. And if you did do any editing, you'd have edited out where I called all the crew fans self-righteous wankers because that yes. went down like a balloon. Yes. Sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> Let's uh, get to the game. So we finished Oxford 1, Vale 2 with the main points. Mark Harris, ex-Vale Loney, getting sent off on the 63rd minute. Was then followed by the Yak with his header on the 74th. It was then followed by another red... No, it was goal first in the 90 plus 3. Through Greg Lee, who then got himself sent off at 90 plus five. Is that the order it went in? Yeah. 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 Interesting. And then Alfie Devine at 90 plus nine with the winner from the spot. And what a divine penalty it was from young Alfie. And 
The Vale are looking good, joint top fourth in the table. The stats from the day say that Oxford had 60% possession to Vale's 40. Total shots, Oxford had 13 to Vale's 8. However, on target, Oxford had 6, Vale had 5. Clear-cut chances, there was one in the entire game, that was Oxford. And I'm guessing that's the goal as it was put in from about four yards out. Corners, yeah, got the answers. Five corners yeah. for Oxford, three for the Vale. Oh, no, no. Surely the penalty is a clear-cut chance. No, I think we had this. Last time there was a penalty in the game, they hadn't put it down as a clear-cut chance. For some yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that, but yeah, I think no, we did. I'm not. I think now, because the goalies are that much better, I reckon less penalties are scored now than they were 10 years ago. And I've got no stats whatsoever to back that up. But I reckon that with all the insight that goes into watching where players take and goalies kind of... I reckon less penalties are scored now, you know. Is that just me or do you think the same? I'd have no idea. <laughs> I am. Well, just Logically, yeah. what you say makes a lot of sense because... Makes in, a change. Uh, yeah, well, because in our house somewhere is um, Colin Ripley's bottle from the crew game, and on there is where, where all the where all the players are known for taking the penalties, top right, bottom right, centre, and all that sort of stuff. So, and that's for a crappy like Carlin Cup game when anyone could be taken. So there was a lot more research, but then I suppose strikers are more aware that the keepers do research. I don't know. Yeah, well, look at look at what Alfie Devine said yesterday as well. He's taken yeah. enough penalties against Beadle in the England setup, and if you if you watch the penalty back, Beadle tells Devine which way go, and Devine goes that way, and Beadle jumps the other way. Yeah. So it's um, it, it, there's there's a lot that goes into it now, but a penalty is still 0.72, I think, and expect goals. So I'd say that's a clear cut chance in my book. If yeah. three quarters of the efforts from that that position go in, that that feels like it's clear cut. Before we get on to it, would you be you to, to think it was odd that Divine took it when Willow when Willow went off? I was thinking, who's going to take this penalty? You know, and for a young young lad alone to just grab it, to, and you know, on pretty much his league debut to pick up and grab it and take it, got some minerals that has anti there. Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought Divine's taking this when we won it. Oh, did you? Mm. Because it's technique, he's England under-20s. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm looking through the team and I'm thinking, Josh Thomas, you maybe I know he's a striker, but maybe don't want to give it to him. And I know he's probably a little bit older than Divine, but maybe not the experience. Guarantee, I probably don't want taking a penalty in the nicest possible way. Um, Thinking who else is on the pitch at that time? All Blasters. Was All Blasters still on or had he gone off? No, our boss had gone off. See, for me, yeah, our the, had gone off. Yeah, the two players I looked at was Josh Thomas because he's your striker, and I yeah, think and I get that. your striker should be taking a penalty, should be confident enough. And Jason Lowe was the other one, just because of age and experience. Of he's surely taken a a pressured penalty in his career. I thought that about Funzo. I thought Funzo for the same for the same reasons you're saying. Was maybe Funzo. Had he gone up by that, Addy? Yeah, for Jason Lowe had replaced him by that. Oh right, okay. Uh, he yeah, would have done well to take it. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're Did... you're attacking players really with Garrity, Divine, and Thomas at that point, weren't they? Yeah. So why are you looking at the wing backs, which Mitch Clark looked absolutely drained and gone, as you saw by the celebration? Yeah. And he was on. Was Planty still on the other side? He gone off at that point. No, Planty was still on the other side. Planty's and on again. You probably don't give it to him at his age. 
No, and Sang's then probably your next one because he stepped up to take one of the five against Crew. So he's yeah, obviously one of the better yeah. penalty takers, but he did miss his last one. So mm. to take one so close, is that going to play on his mind? Maybe. Here's one for you. What player on the pitch takes most set pieces when the ball's dead? Your midfielder. Or your goalkeeper. Goalkeepers, you had the Paraguay goalie used by, didn't you, Eddie, to call the set pieces, free kicks, penalties, yeah. the law. And I just think, Conor Ripley, if the yeah. goalie got in the way, put him in the net with it. Yeah, Jose, Jose Luis Silver, that was. That's the one. That's the one. I just think goalies with goal kicks and everything, they take a lot of balls that are just sat dead. Kevin Pressman took the odd one, and he used to just, yes, smash, he did. It. He used to just smash it like a goal kick. They were unstoppable. Yeah. But anyway, Divine took it and scored, which is the main thing. So, Johnny, before kickoff, you messaged me. I'd have been tempted with Garrity over Mass today due to being away. But overall, best 11, positive C Grant back in the squad. Yeah. I think, um, I... We'll talk about Garrity later because we didn't get him stick midweek, but we had a discussion about him. And I think he certainly come on and gave some answers yesterday. Yeah, I agree. It was very, very good. So, yeah. Um, Carry on there from then with your rating for Crosby, the coaching staff, and the table topping leadership team. Yeah, for me, it was eight, eight out of ten. I think Plenty, Plenty struggled a bit yesterday. Um, they, they were a good side. They're a very good side. And they doubled up on him quite a bit. So I think I personally would have reacted to that. Um, but it could have cost us because he did give away the ball and that's what created the goal sort of thing. But yeah, it's a learning curve in that sense. And then apart from that, I'm looking at it and thinking the subs were made at a decent time. Mm. And yeah, he's, he's done, he's done near, near enough everything right. So yeah, eight out of 10. Yeah, and with you, Steve. Anything to add? No, I agree about Planty. I feel I feel for Planty. You know, on um, we've said when the Carlisle game, it was a good game for some people to play in positions. It was a hard game for a lad who's not a wing back to play wing back against against their lads going forward. And the goal, you know, was a classic example of that. And about five minutes later, but Planty's not a wing back, and if we haven't got anybody else. Is learning and he's learning in a higher league than we were last year. So I felt a bit for Planty, but he's obviously got Steve. Goal. Yeah, we were in League One last season, mate. We oh, stayed sorry. up. <laughs> oh yeah, so um, coming in, Planty's playing at a higher level than we were two seasons ago. Yeah, and he's having to learn on the job against better players, and I think that's hard for him. But so you've got to cut him some slack for that. And also, if we haven't got anybody else, getting back to the transfer window, I think we all thought we'd sign another wing back. Mm. To cover for, to cover for them, but we haven't. So well, we are where we are. But apart from that, the subs were good, and we've gone to Oxford once, so we can't really complain, can you? We can't. The first win at Oxford, I think, since 1997, was it? 1997, yeah. So yeah, some result that is, and going on right. Let's get into Ref Watch, brought to you by RepairHyphenGlasses.co.uk. If you need your glasses fixing, get yourselves over there. And I would suggest the referee from yesterday needs to get himself to repair-glasses.co.uk and fix his glasses because he was dog shit. However, his marks have gone up a little bit from yesterday. 
because he was dog shit and he was dog shit for both sides. Let's be totally honest about this. Johnny, we in the stadium, we were fuming because the slightest touch and he was blowing and he was blowing for both sides. However, there was some very inconsistent decisions in there, such as in the first half, an Oxford player went for a diving edit and he blew for a high foot when the Oxford lads heads down by the fucking shins. And then the second half, a Vale player nearly gets his head taken off when he stood stood up and he didn't blow for a high foot, which baffled the shit out of me. There was times Ollie Arblaster was on a run and the Oxford lad got himself in between. Arblaster and the ball threw himself to the ground with minimal contact. He blew. There was other decisions where it was awful. However, it's got to be said, two of the three big decisions he definitely got right. And I'm saying two of the three, which is the second yellow card for Lee, which, Johnny, I know you won't get on to, and the penalty. He got them spot on. The first red card, I think he's got spot on, but I didn't actually see it. But we all know what happens there. And to be fair, Oxford weren't complaining, saying he didn't elbow him. They were complaining, saying Smithy was pinching him to cause the elbow. Anything yeah. back on ref? Go on. Yeah, I think, like you say, he got the, got the decisions right. I think I, I think Crosby mentioned it was a stamp. Right. I, I have, actually, I haven't listened it? to Crosby's post-match yet. No, like there, I'm, I'm sure that a couple of Oxford fans put on Twitter that even you, even your manager saying it's a stamp, and right. your centre half going down, rolling his holding his face. Um, can't imagine it's a stamp because yeah. um, friend of the show Naif messaged and said that um, Harris was seen walking towards the fourth official, um, like holding his holding the back of his arm as if to say he's been pinched, like and see, like and we know Smithy does that. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, but Mark Addis has surely trained with Nathan Smith when he was here on loan. And what I will say is Mark Addis looks like he's come on to one hell of a centre forward since he was on loan at Bale. I thought he looked dangerous. Yeah, he's a proper he's a proper centre forward now. He's he's the right size and build, isn't he? But yeah, you've 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 again got to question attitude, haven't you? Like if if you're reacting that badly to it, yeah, you've, you've got you've kind of got to ask yourself the question of. Like, how many times is that going to happen now? Because I'd be looking the next time I come up against him going, bit of an hothead, this lad. Mm. Yeah. I would do. If I was the opposition manager, I would be telling my centre forwards what to expect. And if you react and get sent off, there's a heavy fine coming your way. Because it's no secret, is it? Every, um, what is this? What? We were trying to work out um, how many Smith has got on his record. And he must have a reputation within the game for it. I heard Ben Perkis say exactly that. So if you're our opposition manager, you're telling your centre forwards, do not let him get under your skin. If he pinches you, you've got to suck it up. You know, and but they don't seem to be able to, so fair play. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And the score for the ref, I got him down for a one before the big decisions. As he got them right, he's up to a four. And I know we had a quick chat before we come on air and a few people mentioned that he didn't want to give the penalty, he waited four or five seconds. As a ref, I actually think he's done the right thing there. I'll be honest with you, because as a ref, sometimes, and this is very late in the game, let's not forget, summit happens, you blow the whistle, and you haven't given yourself them two, three seconds to think, and you think, shit, I've got that wrong, because you haven't let your brain process it, you've just reacted. And I think he was just letting his brain process what had happened, blue, give the penalty. So I actually think he's done the right thing there, especially that late in the game. I felt for their left-back because... 
I thought he was a fantastic player. However, on a yellow card, the tackle he put him for the second yellow was a stupid tackle, mate. And he got it spot on, the ref, to give the second yellow for that. And as we say, I don't know what happened with the first red because I didn't see it. I'm doing an awesome venge. I did not see it. So that's that. Right, that's ref watch. Let's move on to the game brought to you by Johnny's Bar and Burslem. If you're down there Thursday to Sunday, get yourselves in, have a pint. Tell them Bez sent you. And if you're coming the quiz on Friday, brought to you by Ignite Facilities, Ignite with an I, get yourselves down there beforehand. So moving on to the team, we have got in goal, Johnny. Super Connor Ripley's in goal. Super Connor Ripley's in goal. Um, yeah, loves it, don't he? he loves it. He does. He he does. And what I will say, it wasn't Ripley's best game that he's had for us. Um, but it also wasn't a clanger either. It was just a average for me, bang on the nose, six out of ten performance for him. Couple of his kicks went astray, but overall commanding. He. Makes that defence load stronger. He couldn't have run anything really for the goal. He bollocked Iacovetti at one point in the first half, uh, second half, sorry, for trying to shield it out and then ended up going out for a, a corner and he went mental about it, which I love to see. And yeah, he, he wound up the fans, the Oxford fans, because. Uh, yeah, that, that, that woman really has, has taken a lot of offence to. to what he allegedly said. Now, mm-hmm. we spoke about this plenty of times before. We we spoke about it when Sammy Robertson told the Vale fans to fuck off, for example. And yeah. I'm I'm sticking by what I say. You as a fan cannot stand there and give dogs abuse to someone and then moan when they turn around and give it you back. You, there's 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 an air of professionalism. And just to be clear, if if for any reason Oxford fans are listening to this, because now and again some fans listen to the opposition podcast, we've said this about his own fans when other players have given us stick and said, look, don't cry about it if you've been giving them stick. So it's not, uh, oh God, he plays for Vale, let's protect him. We've said this about other players giving our fans stick when we give them stick. Yeah, and, and like I said, like I, said we, I defended Sammy Robertson for doing it when Vale fans were going mental about it. Yeah. I, just, I, I just think like you've... There is there's a degree of professionalism that needs to be in the game. So if he has turned around and done something like what he's been accused of, is that the best thing he could have done? Probably not. But is that a response to something that's been said to him? And if that is a response to something that's been said to him that's in a similar manner, then yeah, the reaction the, the reaction is justified. Now I love it, I do. I love how much that the huge beautiful bastard like winds winds up opposition fans i was on the end of it last year yeah i was about to jump, yeah if i can yeah. jump in here we i was as well and when i walked out of morecambe last year i said to my brother that is exactly and i'm taking a load of credit for this that is exactly the type of keeper we want at Vale. and everything that you've said if you're abusing people whether you're on 100 grand a year 10 grand a year you're a human being and you're going to get a reaction if you're going to dish it out expect a bit back but yeah sorry and let's be honest johnny if he said that to you now you probably have a little taste yeah definitely i i, I put on twitter after after the penalty antiques on tuesday found him in bed with the missus i took i took him in and asked him what he wanted for breakfast the next morning yeah so 
No, I'm with you. But yeah, six for Connor Ripley from Johnny. Steve, anything to add on yeah. Connor Ripley that looked different on the tally? <laughs> no, uh, it was not his best game, like Johnny says. But I said it before, I think I'll play end up saying it every time I'm on here. He's a presence and he's a personality and he's got the ability to back it up. And you look back to the past couple of years, we've always never, the number one's always been a bit iffy. Do we like him? Connor Ripley is a proper number one. He's our keeper. The fans love him. He comes and collects crosses. He's dominant. And I think when he makes a mistake, I also think he's a big enough personality not to let it affect him too much. He's yeah, ace no Connor Ripley. He's ace Connor Ripley. I'm a massive fan. Yeah, no, I agree with you both. Now, I do think that yesterday, Mike, like you say, to me, it was a six out of ten game. I don't really? think it wasn't his best game. I don't actually think he had anything to do, but like I say, a couple of kicks went astray, but he's had a couple of routine saves, mate, that were P rollers that come at him. He did it well. A couple of crosses, he come out playing well. For me, all he's done wrong, if you want, is a couple of bad kicks, which you expect at this level. So six out of ten is bang on, but I don't want it to sound like or we could have done more with anything, because actually, everything he was asked to do, he did well. There was nothing that he could have done about the goal, as we've said. Yeah, I've got no problem with it. He was offering the ball when the defenders were on it and didn't know where to go. He was sort of making up that extra centre-half. He did everything you'd expect of him. It's just that they haven't had a shot where he's at pull off a wielding, because if they hadn't he'd done it, he's probably getting a seven or an eight. Yeah, no, I, th- I didn't. I think it's one of them, isn't it? It's like it's the benefits of having a good goalkeeper that that yeah. they're putting in, putting in performances, and you go in. That's that's the standard. Yeah, no, I'm with you, totally with you. And moving on, Steve. Unfortunately, you've got the first dibs on the right centre half yesterday, which was Lewis Cass, and we won't batter him too much because we've won the game. But I think it's fair to say, not one of his better games. Yes, and again, I go back to something I said about Planty, whereas Carlisle was a good game for Cass to play in. This wasn't so much. He was up against it, away from home. I think there's a bit of unease in the crowd with him as well, and understandably so when he gets the ball. A run of games is probably helping him, whether he's helping us is what we keep winning, so it must be. He's just never 100% confident in him are you that's how I feel you know it's sometimes he can be guilty of being out strength sometimes positionally people can get the wrong side of him but you know to stick up for it he was a game lad and he kept going but I don't think he'd be playing if we had all our players fit yeah no I think that's fair and Johnny I'm not quite sure if he got football boots or ice skates on yesterday <laughs> yeah there, 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 was, there, was a, there was a couple of times when he, he slipped but Credit where credit's due. One time in the second half, when that ball came across, he was the one there that that flipped it away. Correct. So, he came across, yeah, got around the back well, didn't he? Then defensively, he he, he did well on that situation. I know that's it's kind of just saying, well, he's done one thing well, maybe, but yeah, you, you, we we've got to give him some credit. I think it it wasn't his best display, and I think he he played better the last couple of games. Um. So like he's got to he's he's got to build on them games, but at the end of it, it wasn't wasn't his mistake. He didn't make make it for the goal or anything like that. And I I just feel it was a five performance from him. It, it could have been better, but 
I think well, when you watch the goal back, yes, it isn't his original mistake. I think he could have done more when the ball had come in the box. I think he's kind of... On his heels he a bit, know, he is, yeah, very much in, on his heels, I think is the fair thing to say. And if Mitch has gone to the line, that's Cassie's man. Yeah, fair enough. So I think he could have done more with the goal, but I'm with you. We're not going batter him. We've won the game. We're on a win. If Christ, we've won the last four league games in a row. Yeah. I mean, but Steve, I think there is something you've said. I think games where maybe we're going to be on the front foot more, i.e. the Carlisle games, Cassie actually does offer you an outlet. He gets forward. He's on the overlap. Games where perhaps you're going to be sat back, sat in and looking to frustrate. It's the games that maybe he's going to get caught out a bit and... I think yesterday there was a few times where his mate saved him. Yeah. But, but we haven't got any other options at the moment, have we? So no, we have. He's going to be playing. In and away for Cass, if he knows he's going to be playing for the next five or six games, it might do the world of good because he's always been, for a lot due to his own performances, he's always been in and out of the side all the time, hasn't he? He might look at it now, or Crosby might say to him, look now, that he's sure going to be playing for six or seven games. This is your shirt for a bit because, mm-hmm. you know, Santa Hobson's choice, but I feel from a bit because I think we can be sometimes harsh on him than some people, and his mistakes are more magnified. But there were two or three times yesterday when we when we got away with it. But so you can't have it both ways, can you? You can't defend somebody left, right, centre, but also not call out the mistakes. And I think that's what we got to try and do. But he wasn't disastrous. No, no, no. And I'm with you, Johnny. A five's about right, I think. And then moving on, Johnny in the middle. Captain Shithouse, Smudgy. Oh, Captain Shithouse. I love the man. Like, I just... What what I love about him is that I questioned, is he captain material at the start of the season? I love the fact that against Barnsley, I doubled down on it and was like, this was that, that was my worry. But since then... Him and the rest of the team, not just him, but him him in particular, have really come on leaps and bounds. He's he's being a leader, he's he's showing what what you want from your captain. And I'm just I'm really happy with him. I think like you look at his performance yesterday, he had Mark Harris on toast. There was there was, there was never a situation where you looked at it and thought, Harris has got the better of Smith a year. Even even with with pace, Smithy was showing him down the line and just going, come on then, do something about it. Um, so, yeah, Smith, Smith was fantastic. And one of the key things for me about Nathan Smith was you look at his leadership, you look at the fact that he got a whack in the face and let, if, if it was the whack or the stamp, whichever, whichever it was, but he, he takes one for the team. He kind of knows he, he knows when to do it. It's the first time he's done it this season. Uh, because it, at the end of last season, he did go down a couple of times, didn't he? And like refs were just not buying it. And he, he probably got a few whacks that, let's be honest, he, he would have been a red card if it wasn't, oh, it's Nathan Smith. Yeah. There were a couple, there were a couple of people who got banned retrospectively, weren't there, for it as well? Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, you know when he wasn't getting the, when he was getting abs- absolutely nailed. I forget who, who was it. I forget. I forget who it was now. But there was a retrospective one when MK Don striking. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it, he he's first time this season for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And 
will say because I don't think I said it enough earlier that people would have got it. The red card changed the game for me. I did think Oxford were the best side till then. And Smith is probably won us the game with that bit of shit I was in. He's caused a reaction from Harris, and I'm not saying it wasn't a red card, because although I didn't see it, I fully believe he has elbowed him in the face, because we know what strikers do against Smithy. And that bit of shit I was in, and that bit of nous has won us that game for me. I'll tell you what else I really loved about Smith. And I don't I don't know how noticed it, it went, but in the first half Cass was out of position and Smith was two on one on it was the left hand side as they're attacking. And Smith just stood in the middle of where the pass could have been or where the lad could have gone to cut in to take a shot and went, make your decision and then I'll follow you. And the lad shit out, didn't know what to do, so then ended up P rolling one into Ripley. And I think that is quality defending because that's brave, that is. If he stands there and that lad it's one with his left foot into top corner. You're going closing down, mate. If he if he commits and he rolls it sideways and the lad slots his in, you're bollocking him. So that's for me, that's top quality defending. And another example of intelligence that he's got, and another example of what he brings to this team. Yeah, and that's right out of the Van Dyke school of defending that, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, Mark. I don't know if you gave him a mark. Uh, eight for Smithy. I thought he was fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's long may it continue. Yeah, I'm with you. Steve? Smithy was my man of the match. Um, two or three reasons. One, the red card, I think, as you say, changed the game. He covered Cass a couple of times. He led well. We've all said on here that last time Smithy was captain, he wasn't ready. I think it's now blatantly obvious to us all that this time he is ready to be captain and he captains the side well. To go to a team like Oxford, we stripped him to one goal, get a man sent off. And like I said, he had Harris in his pocket as it was anyway, even before that. So Smith was my man of the match for his leadership, for the, for the shit I was in, and for the way he played. I thought he was really good yesterday. Yeah, fair enough. I can see why. He was probably third in mine, but I can see why. But Steve, you give Smithy your paralysis man of the match. Brought by Paralysis Escape Rooms in Anley. Get yourselves over there. Have the shit scared out of you. And my Paralysis Man of the Match, I've got a funny feeling Johnny's might be the same. The more I think about it, was the next man. And that was the Yak. Steve, the Yak. Happy birthday to the Yak who put the goal in for 1-0. Yeah, Yak was ace. And something that we've always wanted to do is be more of a threat from set pieces. In previous years, we've had Smithy, but that's is not scored as many as he used to. We've asked for someone and Yak's a threat. He was a really, really good editor. He defended well. He's becoming a crowd favourite. I can see why he was your man of the match. Yeah. Johnny, do you reckon he celebrated with a Moretti and some spaghetti last night? I've got hope, though. If he didn't celebrate with that, then um, he's let everyone down. Yeah. Um, including his mum. Yeah. It, well, no, his dad. His dad's. Is his dad the Italian one? You guess so with the surname, wouldn't you? Yeah. So he's let his dad down. If he, it, his mum would want him to have. Haggis and an iron brew. Yeah. But I don't really think that fits into the song the same, does it? No. He drinks iron brew, he eats the Yaggies. Yeah, that doesn't work, did it? No, not really. So it's, yeah, it's all, it's all about the Italian heritage. Sorry to the, the Scottish half of him. Yeah. But what, what can you say about him? Scored three this season, and that's the first one that counted. 
So like Steve, you just said, more of an aerial threat. He's he's going on the end of things. And the header, me and Bez didn't do him justice for in the ground. We thought no, it we did But it's actually, he planted that header really well. So top credit to the lad for that. I think he's brought experience to the back four. He is a bit shaky every now and again. Like I said earlier about Ripley, that he, he tried shield one out and it, it didn't work. And but when when he's on the ball, he's, he's calm. He, he he picks a simple pass nine times out of ten. You don't get anything extravagant from him, and he keeps us ticking along. And along with Smithy, I thought he was really good. Um, and there's. We're we're at we're at the stage now where we're 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 enough games in to the season to have a have a sort of good idea about the majority of the players. Obviously we reserve judgment on players like Barmer, Divine and, and stuff like that until we've seen them have more minutes. But Yak is up there with one of the top fourteen signings of the season for us. Oh, he's definitely up there with that. To be fair, all the signings so far look pretty decent, don't they? Some might reserve judgment on low at this stage. But again, he hasn't been given enough time to give a judgment, so that's not fair. Well, that's what I mean. Like, we, we, low, low, divine, bomber, Luke Vire, for example, you, 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 you're holding judgment on until you actually see him play football, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, but on the whole, it's, it, it, it's, there's a lot, there's, there's more positives than negatives. And, Yak's performance, the goal he scored, and the fact that the way he celebrated showed what it meant to him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. So, yeah, solid 8 out of 10. Let's let's see more goals now. And was he your paralysis man of the match? Yes, because he played the whole match. Yeah. he was he was run very close. Yeah, fair enough. So it's on to you next, Johnny, for the first one, and it's Mitchell Clark on the right of the midfield. Uh, Mitchell Clark's the reason we won this game. Now, the reason why I say that is he headed one off the line, like, and it was my god, it was a great header because he. He, he just like he dropped back in. The ball was going in, and Mitch was there. He's the reason we won that game. And I just think that, like we said before, he's an upgrade as a wing back on Worrell. His delivery isn't as good, but what you lose going forward with Mitch in terms of delivery, you gain going backwards in terms of defending. Now, Greg Lee again is one of the best left-sided players in this league. It just so happens that we've come up against probably the two of the, the best three in the league and in, in the first few games in um, the lad from Charlton whose name now... Cody Blackett, Taylor. Yeah, that's the one. Completely escaped me then. Um, we, we come up against him and Greg Lee in the space of a month and we've conceded three goals. So I'm not... I, I don't think that's disastrous. I don't think any have come directly because... And Sang played most of that game against Charlton as well. Um, but I'm not like... I just think it shows that the fact that there's some real good players in this league and Mitch is holding his own. Yeah. 
that's it. But seven out of ten for Mitch, and it's like the the, the fact that he lay down on the pitch after pe- people have rightly praised him because everyone else ran off the pitch and technically Oxford could have kicked off and scored from that. Now, if if Mitch went off went off with the rest of them because you if all eleven are off the pitch, you can start the game, can't you? It's take a very, very stupid and brave ref to allow it, is all I'd say. Well, in the wars of the game, it's it's legal, isn't it? Do you know, I'm I'm not going to commit because I don't know. I'd have to really look at that one because technically you have to have eight players on the... Well, no, eight's the minimum you can have on the pitch to play. So I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to check up on that one. I'm not going to commit because... I don't want to say all one or the other because I don't know. Well, there you go. There's your own way for next time we do a Thursday one. Yeah, I should uh, do my best. Because, yeah, because I, I, I was convinced that they were talking about it at the World Cup, that there were those players standing on, staying on the pitch so that the ref couldn't kick off. They stuff. did say that at the World Cup, but commentators and match the day often say a lot of things that aren't correct in the law of the game, but because they've said it, people think they are. Yeah, so there you go. There, there's your job. Such as everyone thinks for years we had a daylight rule on offside. We never, ever, ever had a daylight rule on offside. It's just that commentators and pundits talked about it, so everyone believed it. The laws of the game never, ever changed to say they've got to be daylight. Fair enough. So, I'm not sure, but I have heard that. I don't want to commit. There you go. So, there's your job for the next Thursday one. Yeah, we will see. Steve, what did you think of Clarkie watching? Have you seen back when he heads it off the line into year two? No, I've not seen it back. I, I think if you saw it back, I think you might have a slightly different opinion. Um, if Mitch wasn't there and he was in the right place that Ryder was good at it, Colin Rifter would have taken two steps across and just caught it. I it think not... so. From watching it back, but in the ground, it did look different. Yeah, it was not a bullet head. Uh, it, was, it would have been an easy to say. I'm not taking anything away from Mitch or what you're saying, Johnny, but Colin Rifter would have taken a step to the right. Then a jump to the left. Probably would have bent his knees, but but it would just put his. <laughs> there you go, Bez. Um, Connor Ripley would have saved that easily. But apart from that, but unfortunately, it was Connor Ripley. Connor Ripley that had the pelvic thrust at full time. <laughs> yeah, and if Connor had the pelvic thrust, he wouldn't be in so much trouble with the Oxford fans, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> well, he certainly drove them insane. <laughs> yeah. I can't concentrate now. Can we just <laughs> you could do the time warp and go back to never mention this conversation. Johnny's <laughs> uh, John, gone. Bessie's got his fishnet stockings on. I'm just going back to my now. heels now. Yeah, yeah, so that aside, Mitch Clark's brilliant. We wanted a proper wing back. We've got one. He's up and down. He defends well. As you say, he's a better defender than was he. Not as good going forward, but you've got to take that. And he's wholehearted, committed. And he looked like he was knackered by the end of the game. I'm going to agree and disagree with you both at this point. Because I thought yesterday, Clarky did okay. And he did what we wanted him to do. And I'm going to give him praise whilst pointing out that I thought he looked injured during the matches today. And I, I'm going to praise him because I think... Had we got another right wing back, I don't think he plays yesterday. I think he's played through the pain for us yesterday. And for me, it showed in his performance at times that he was playing through the pain. However, a big set of balls on him to say to Crosby, I'm going to play for you when I'm injured. I don't know he's injured. It's just how he looked to me 
and when you saw him lying down after the Pentagon, and I don't think that was just I'm knackered. I think that's a case of I mentioned, and now I could benefit from not playing Tuesday against Crew and having two weeks off to get myself ready for Northampton. I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, as I say, I, I, I could see that. And a couple of times he did get a kick and stayed down a few, didn't he, as well? Yeah. So, or the, ones that you perhaps wouldn't have expected him to stay down on if he's 100%. Yeah. But I'm giving him all the credit for having a set of balls to go to Crosby. I'm your man. Put me in there. I'm going to play through the pain, inject me, give me tablets, whatever it took. Get me on that yeah. pitch and I'll do a job. And he did the job he was asked to. I just don't think it was a 100% fit Mitch Clark performance like we've seen in other games where he's tearing forwards and backwards and looking pain-free. Yeah, I think, I think that's more than fair. And I think, like you said, you've got to give him massive credit for wanting to do that for the cause. And I do, because we've had many players over the years that if they're not 100%, they don't play, haven't we? Yeah, we yeah. have. And let's be fair, with, with, with the fact that after crew, I'd be tempted now with the start we've had, say to the lads, right, I want to see you Wednesday after crew for a, a quick debrief for your, in, for, for like your, your, massaging and that sort of thing on the Wednesday, get get all that done. And then from there, I don't want to see you till Monday. Yeah, I'd be more than happy with that, I'll be honest. Obviously, bar the injured players who've got come in for the rehab to get them ready for that Northampton game. Well, yeah, but, on, but on, yeah. even a couple of them, I'd just say, look, have a couple of days, just rest. Yeah, yeah. no, I'd have no issue with that. But as you say, with the start we've had and the fact we're going to have 10 days off, basically. So, moving on, Steve, next to Mitch in the middle, Funzo, who was my yeah. second and man of the match. And I think Johnny, from what he said earlier, was going for a different second, and I get why. But I actually thought Funzo had a very calm, composed game, considering he got booted inside 10 minutes, did very, very well, the remaining 80 on a yellow card. No. I, sorry, I was just talking to Florence, who's asked me for my mic. Uh, I thought Funzo had... A pretty similar game to he's been playing all season. He's played to a high standard. He wasn't the best midfielder at Bale had yesterday. I think we'll probably come on to him. But um he was just he's calm, he's steady, his positional his positional sense is good. When he got booked earlier on, early on, especially the referee like that, he was prepared to wing his cards about. You would you could be worried, but he was really professional. There was that one where people are saying, Oh, we could have got sent off. I think if you're getting sent off for that for that little pull, the game truly has gone. So yeah, o- Ojo played to, this, to the same high standard he's played all season. Yeah, with you, Johnny. Um, I thought he was good. I thought I thought he he really makes our midfield tick. Now, where I slightly disagree with Steve is that I get what you mean by if he gets sent off for that, the game's gone, but. It was a second yellow card based on what the referee had given yellow cards for originally. So Ojo, I thought, was a bit stupid for that because I don't think he needed to do it. And Crosby took him off because I think that was his third stupid foul of the second half. And then the next time the ref would have kind of had no choice and had to book him. Um, So I do think that one of your senior players should be more... should, should be more restrained at that point, but... That being said, he didn't get sent off. He he did everything else really well. He makes that midfield tick. He drops into centre-half when he needs to to pick up the ball. He 
he's good range of passing, he's got a good engine on him. And against a very good Oxford midfield, a very good Oxford midfield, Funzo didn't look like he was out of place. So that show that, that to me shows that at this minute, we've got a confident midfield and maybe we've got a very good midfield and we're just taking a while to get used to the fact that we've got a very good midfield. Um, solid performance. Seven for me. Um, I don't think he was quite in the Smith or Yak category, but again, if we're if we're moaning about sevens, then something so, something's gone really well, hasn't it? Yeah. Can I just ask you both a question here? I, I thought Funzo was a really was really good last year, but I think he's been even better this year. Would you both agree? Yes. Yeah. I think he he knows what what his job is this year. He knows he's got, and I think Johnny said it to me before. To be fair, he knows he's got them players around him now, like Arblaster and. Divine, who he can give the ball to when he has got better footballers in that midfield than him. Whereas Tom Pep was a very good footballer, but in a different way. He read the game well, not necessarily going to knock you 40, 50 yard balls. Whereas I think now he knows he's got all blaster Divine, who can really look after the ball and create something that Funzo can just do his job, win it, and just keep it simple and lay it off to them. And you're not relying on Funzo to knock your 40 yard balls, which he is capable of because we saw it last year. Yeah. He, he said when he signed, didn't he, that he, he lets the footballers play football. Um, and I think we're seeing that this year, while still seeing him score A, score a goal, and B, get amongst it, and just just keep producing constantly good performances. Now, there's, go, there's going to be a bad Funzo Ojo performance this season, definitely. Of course there is. I, there's going to be a bad performance from every player. Like Steve said earlier about Ripley, there's going to be a one stage where Ripley drops drops a clanger and you've just got to accept that. It's football. But it's it's the way you react. And at the minute, every one of our players, I feel, who, are ma- who have made mistakes so far this season have come back and reacted top class. So that's well, credit to Crosby. And the coaching staff, as well as the players. Well, you yeah. look, most of those, most of that team yesterday played in the opening day of the season against Barnsley, mm. and that's a sign of how, of how they've reacted. I agree with everything you said. I think I said last week about the midfield's massively upgraded, and Ojo looks a better player. It reminds me of something Gary Roberts said to um, Mickey Adams: "Like the runners run and the ballers ball." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Although, which one are you including funds? I mean, because I think he could go into either, but he does the running. Yeah. Look at Charlton, 89th minute. And he did yeah, it in the but... next game, although he didn't come to a goal. But the next game, 89th minute, he's sprinting the length of the pitch and leaving some of the youngsters behind. But yeah, and talking about the youngsters, Johnny, next to him was the Blasty. Yeah, it wasn't Ollie's finest game. Um, I think... Oxford came with a game plan and highlighted that Arblaster has been making a hell of a lot of things taking our midfield recently and Oxford doubled up on him quite a bit their number 20 was it, followed him round like a shadow Yes, for much of the first half and made it really difficult for him so that's credit to him that a team that have top of the top of the league at the point at the point have identified a young lad and gone 
he is the one that we've got to keep keep quiet in this to make sure that we've got a chance of winning this. So huge credit to Raleigh for, for, for doing that in his first few games. And massive credit for the fact that he never went hiding because it could, it's easy in them in situations to go, I'm being man-marked. I'm not going to show for the ball. I'm not going to ask for it still. And he made a couple of cock-ups. Don't get me wrong. He, he tripped over the ball a couple of times and played the wrong pass a couple of times and stuff like that. But he's, he's young. He's learning. And even on his bad game, it's still a six. So it's, it shows the levels he set himself at the minute. And I say bad game, and I don't mean I don't mean he had a bad game. I just we've seen our blaster play better than that, and it's 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 a very it's a very good starting point for him. And I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, and I'm with you. Took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say if our blaster isn't putting the performances that we've seen him have already, and he's getting a six out of ten, no complaints whatsoever. Because one of the complaints from Mal Benning was when he had a game that wasn't as good as the others, was a three out of ten. And Arblaster yeah, is another quality generous. to Mal Benning. I'm not trying, yeah, and I'm not trying to compare them because Arblaster is another level. He's out of this world. And again, Steve Arblaster was a six out of ten for me. I agree with everything John just said. But even in that six out of ten, you see the quality come through when Divine come on. He chipped that ball over for Divine to run onto, and their left back got across in time. But them two just linked up beautifully, and I'm excited to see them on the pitch together more. I go one higher for Ollie than that. Than that. He, something John, I want to pick up something Johnny said. When um, in tight situations, and there's been the same all season, he's still wanting the ball, and that allows us to progress up the pitch because he will receive it, and he doesn't give it away, away very often. It's a real sort of thing that so already teams like Oxford, who are top of the little word, word top league, are having to man mark a lad. Who's, made, who's just started his, his football career. And I thought he was a bit better than a six. It wasn't his best game, like you both say, but his standards are so high that he's almost already been judged to a to a greater degree than some other players. I, I just thought he was... I, I thought it wasn't his best game, but I still thought he was really, really good and influenced the game. Yeah, no, it's fair. And for me, there was a couple of times, like John, he's already highlighted where he gave the ball away. But again, you're going to expect him to with... Being man marked, he's 18 years old, and a couple yeah. of times his first touch let him down, which we've never said before. But again, it was being man marked, he got someone up his arse the entire game, so that's what they were trying to do. And the problem with other teams again have is if they try to do that against us going forwards, you're probably going to have all blasted and divine on the pitch at the same time going forward. So do that against two players and Chislet as well. <laughs> yeah, and Chessie as well. But and again, it's a lovely conundrum out, but where'd you fit them all in? But that's one for the Thursday. Moving on then, Steve Planty. Touched on this at the start. I feel for Planty a bit. He's playing out of position and against the top sides, and they were doubling up on him, coming down him hard. It's going to be difficult for him. And I think that was obvious from the goal. He should have been tighter. But like we say, you know, it's a, he's playing wing back, so you've got to judge him as a wing back. But at the back of your mind, he's also what was he nineteen, um, and he's a winger, so it's a hell of a difficult job for him. So I don't want to batch him too much, but I think that 
in games like that, we would not, we, we don't really want to be playing plenty at wing back. But again, he's he's really brave. He's up and down. He's a threat going forward. But defensively, I do have a few concerns. But what can we do? Yeah, and the goal for me, if he hadn't, we hadn't conceded that goal, I think we're talking about plenty slightly differently. But I think that really highlighted because it got, for me, it wasn't even the ball coming in before that plant is on the ball and the corner flag and he can roll it into a midfielder and we keep the ball. Or you put your laces through it and get it into their half and he kind of scuffed the clearance that went straight to their midfielder and then they attacked and scored. And that's what did it for me with the goal from Planty. However, other players could have defended better in the box. But Johnny, your thoughts on Planty? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not all down to James Plant why we conceded the goal, but he's 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 made a big big hash of it. Um, but young player, it's about how you react, and I thought he reacted well after that mistake. Um, what I will say is that you you're looking at Steve. You just you've touched on it. You're looking at a winger that's playing <coughs> position technically. Um, well, not even technically, we're looking at a winger that's playing out of position. Hmm. And it's it's Tallinn that, may, that that maybe there's a bit more to it. That, like, maybe is the, the old Arsene Wenger school of getting, getting some minutes elsewhere and then in six months, 12 months' time, we, we board him in the position that he's meant to play. The old uh, awesome technique that was what it. Yeah, he did it all the time. You'd, you'd see centre mids playing 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 left right, back, and everyone would be yeah. like, "He's he's the best under eighteen centre midfielder in the world," and you're playing him out of position. But it's the position where you can probably make more mistakes and get away with it. Um, unfortunately for Planty, obviously he's he's right scuffed one. It's it's gone to their lads, and then he, he's tried to get back and he's bollocks that up a little bit. Um, couple of times, well, majority of the first half. Let's be fair; they were they were targeting James Plant. Um, the balls were going out that side, and he did all right. He he was getting back, but a few times his naivety showed because he sprinted at the ball and went past it. Um, because their lad then just checked on him, and it's for me, it's a very good learning curve for him. Games like this are because whilst playing well against CJ Hamilton at Blackpool is going to be really good for him. Having a less a game where he's, he's less than average, because for me, I think he was a five, but having that sort of game will do him the wonders because it's how you react to it, it's what you learn from it, and it's what you take from it. And it's, it's a young, young lad out of position who I'm more than happy with playing there now and like we had this discussion the other week didn't we Bez in how do I feel now compared to how, how I felt at the start of the season Yeah, and I, re- I really do think that we, we've we got a good player on his hands we we now need to nurture him properly yeah yeah no I'm with you I'm with you I'd give him a six but that's probably because I'm biased because I think of him as my new Gibbo because I've watched him develop from the youth team through which I did with Gibbo so I have a big affinity to James Plant and I love the bloke. But yeah, it cost us the goal yesterday by scuffing the clearance. And again, for me, didn't even need to go up pitch. There was midfielders in there in space 
lift your head up. And again, this experience you'll learn from it. Lift your head up, have a look, roll it into one of your centre midfielders who then can turn on the ball. We keep the ball. We win 1-0 and I'm 240 quid better off. But hey, we wouldn't have got the excitement of the last five minutes after their goal if he hadn't done it. So, fair play. Do we get an assist on the Oxford goal for plenty? Is that one of my 15? No. No. Never never mind. It was worth asking. Technically, you lose one because he's cost us a goal, so he's now 16. No, not having that. So, moving on, Johnny. First one behind the front two, Ethan Chislett. Um, quiet game for Chislett. I thought he was asked a lot of him defensively, um, which he didn't seem comfortable with. Um, I'm not saying he, didn't, he wasn't happy with it. I just don't think he seemed the most comfortable with being asked to go backwards more than forwards, which... From your attacking midfielder, have I got a problem with that? No, not really. Because, like I say, he's he's the attacking midfielder. So, like, um, one of the things that I will say about him is that he's he's good and effective. But we, I think we spoke about it before, haven't we? That for every game where you go. Ethan Chislett's the best player on that pitch. You're going to have these games where Ethan Chislett is anonymous and what 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 has he added to it? And I think that's one of the things. And it was a five, thought he was it was it was almost anonymous for most of the game due to maybe due to Oxford. And I think another one that I am going to give a bit of credit to because I think he might be playing playing through the pain barrier. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's again, it's not a disaster. It, it's, it, it's not like we, it's, it's not like we're looking and going, that was really bad. It's a, it, it wasn't, it wasn't up to Ethan Chislett's recent standards. So, like, let's, let's, let's take it on the chain. Let's, let's get him rested up again. Like we've, we spoke about with a couple of others, and we and we just move on and let it let it happen. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I had a chat with a couple of the listeners at all time who said to me, "Best that first off with dogs." Just and I went, "Not if we come out second half and have a go at them, because I think the game plan first off was that your defensive players are going to be the ones that are needed, and we're going to sit back and frustrate and restrict them, which we did restrict them and. It wasn't a game for the attacking players to first off. If we'd have played like that for 90 minutes, which had they had 11, we may have done. Who knows? It wouldn't have looked pretty. However, for me, it's all the time. I kind of said, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty, but it was job done. But that was at the cost of your attacking players, which I think Chessie suffered for, as did the other attacking players. Yeah. Steve, go on, Johnny. Uh, as... then... oh, it's, it's a results business at the end of the day, isn't it? So yeah. if, if we play like that for 90 minutes and win 1-0, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to walk away and go, oh, that was terrible. If you no. play like that for 90 minutes and lose 1-0, you're probably going to sit there and go, oh, could we have done X, Y, Z better? Yeah. And that was my point at half-time. It's only a bad first half if the second half we don't show more than we did, luckily. And yes, the sending off, as I keep saying, had a big part to play in that. But even the first half, as much of the ball as Oxford have, Ripley's made a couple of routine saves. Steve, Ethan Cheslett, going back to the man himself. 
uh, you both, as the, the much missed meatloaf said, you took the words right out of my mouth, both of you. wasn't Chizzy's best game, but I think that what Johnny said, and we've, we think we've, it's a fairly common theme, that Chizzy is going to have games when he doesn't do much, but he still worked hard. Defensively, he's not the best, but he still tried. And in the first half, Vale weren't very good, as you've just touched on, Bez. So when your team's not very good, the passing was, we weren't careful with the, I think it's something Crosby said, actually. We weren't careful with the ball. We were a bit, we were under the cost, we were a bit rushed. And in those circumstances, a player like Chislett is going to struggle to shine because he needs it higher up the pitch with a bit of service to do something. It was a quiet game. Anonymous is a good word for him, but he still worked hard. And I think that's pretty crucial, really, that you can have these, like, flair players who, if it's not happening for them, you know, the, the shirts are out, the shoulders are struck, they're not putting it in. You can't accuse Chisel like that. No, so whilst it, wasn't his most, whilst it wasn't his most effective game and he didn't do any eye-catching runs or breaking from which being able to create something, you can't accuse him of down, dialing it in. So I think in many ways, if that's going to be a low standard for Chislet, I think five is fair. And again, going back to what you said about Massey, uh, not Massey, sorry, uh, Malbeni. Well, Mal was better. He was, he was a shit too, and you wonder what he was doing. Chislet was the easy best, but he, he was worth a five and he kept going. So I think it's a big kudos to him, really. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm moving on, Steve, next to him. What was big, Gavin Massey? Um, an interesting one, this. Gav's been miles better this season. He struggled a bit in the first half, as we all, they all did, through lack of the ball. But I think Gav's got to create goals and score goals in the position he's playing. And I'm not sure how well he, he's done that yet this season, It's the next, he's, even though he's been much better. It was a hard game for Massey yesterday, and like Chislett, he wasn't found wanting with his attitude, so I can't criticise him too much. But it was a difficult, especially the first half when the ball wasn't sticking. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And Massey was fine for how that first half was, and that yeah, for he was me, fine, yeah. yeah. It's just because I, yeah, you can't batch him, and I think people might expect me batching him because he's Massey. And I said I give him a clean slate, and I am. Gavin Massey's been fine for me this. Well, he's been better than fine this season. He's been decent this season. He's fine yesterday, Johnny. Yeah, I think fine. I think similar to Chislett in the fact that they, they they had a job, we had a game plan, and we we executed it first off. I thought he went wanting a little bit in the second half, um, through no fault of his own. That they've they've got some big centre halves, um, and and I do feel like he went he went wanting a little bit, but yeah, it was it was all right. There's not a lot to say about him. There's nothing really that sticks out and you think, my God, that was horrendous. And there's nothing that sticks out and you think, oh, that, that was really good. So um, I'd say it's a five and on the same basis as Chizzy. Um, but Gav's doing the basics now. Yeah. Uh, and whilst that, that shouldn't be celebrated, um, because that should be a, a given, um, we saw what happened last year. So something's changed and you've got to give him credit for that. But that sort of base, basics credit now, five games in, is is almost out the window of, we know that you're doing it now. So what we now want is to see the other bits of it. We now want to see, like, 
what 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 are you, what else are you doing? What like what 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 Steve just said really um, in terms of like what are you adding to the team going forward? Are you scoring goals? Are you assisting goals? What's what's what really? And and I think that's a a key part of it now. No, I'm with you. And last season's Gavin Massey had a stroll around that pitch, just getting frustrated, getting thinking, not putting any work rate in. It's a different Gavin Massey now. He was putting work rate in for the team. He was chasing down when it was his turn to start the press. He was doing what he called. And that's what we want to see from him. He did all right. And he did yeah. what we expect from him. And it's almost like yesterday we needed a six foot three striker who could hold the ball up, be physical, and get us up the pitch. And that's not a knock at Wilson, by the way, if I don't think it is. It's just that that was the game that we needed that sort of striker for. Yeah, but, and, that, and that's, what, that's what we spoke about, isn't it? There's, there's going to be needs most games. And I do think that was one of them where we're getting hardly any of the ball and we're away from home. So let, let, let's make sure that we're doing things right. And we came away with the, the three points. That's That's obviously the the most important bit of the conversation, but could it have been better? Yeah, the game could have been a lot better and maybe our game plan could have been executed a lot better. Mm. But as you say, we got the three points and we're sitting fourth just behind top on goal difference, which you can't moan at. And moving on, Johnny, up front. And again, another one that I think has got to take credit whilst it was a struggle for his 45 and he was only on for 45, was big James Wilson. Yeah, Luke went over on his ankle. People that, like Stu in the group, straight away said it looked a bad one. Um, so Steve might be more able to comment on that than than us. Um, but yeah, again, efforts there. The, the the difference with Willow is we know he's got that bit of quality, and I think that let him down a little bit on Saturday. And there was a couple of times where. You just want him to tuck it in and have a touch, and he just he just wasn't sticking for him, especially after the after the ankle knock. He went off at half time, which says to me that something wasn't right. Could uh, should he have gone off earlier? I don't know, but he's played on, and I don't think his levels dropped at no. that point. So you've got to give him a little bit again, a little bit of credit for that. Um, but overall, it was just, it, it it was a little bit of a weak first half performance up front from us. Um, and yeah, Will, Willow, five for Willow, decent, but really, really need more, really need more from the, the three attackers if we're going to be successful long term in this formation against the top sides because that that won't always that won't always work what happened Saturday. Steve. Yeah, I would say Saturday was a bit of an anomaly how it how it fitted. I think again, I think it's a bit harsh on Wilson. Um when the ball's just being lumped up and your two midfielders attacking midfielders are, are not particularly close to you. For a player like Willow, it, it is hard. And a player like Loft <laughs> would have been would have been better plowing through the up front of his own as a more physical presence. It wasn't his best game, but, you know, and in the first half when we were all really poor, I don't think he was worse than anybody else. And he certainly put the effort in. As far as the injury goes, 
you first think is, oh, God, it's Willow, he's out. He's out, will be out until Christmas. Crosby intimated yesterday that it wasn't as bad as we thought. And um, Willow's on Insta today and he's um, seems pretty positive. So hopefully it's come at a good time for him, really, because, you know, we've got this natural break for the internationals anyway. I've never been convinced that Willow's suited to playing up front on his own. Um, it's not what he's best at. And it was a hard game from yesterday, but he didn't set the world on fire. He's in the 45 minutes of his own, so I think a five is, is fair. Yeah, I'm with you both. And I think Willow of last season would have probably gone off where he's, he stayed on, he fought through. As you said, John, he didn't look as though he was struggling when he stayed on, which is credit to him, because he could have limped around the pitch. He didn't. He got an ice pack on his ankle second half, but come on the pitch, clap the fans at the end and look fine. And he got the effort away from the edge of the box, which, he, you know, he hit the target with. Simple save for the goalie. We did well with that. But yeah, Willow was okay. And I do think, as we've said, Loft coming in will get the best out of Wilson, Thomas and your attacking midfielders. It's Again, it's another conundrum how you fit them all in. But it's better to have that conundrum than looking against shit what 11 are we going to play because they're all a bunch of dosses. So, really happy with that. And moving on, he played 45 minutes. He didn't have stick offers in the week, but we had a conversation about we knew there was more to come from Garrett and he hadn't started the season well and there was going to be games for him. Steve, he come on at half-time yesterday and helped change that game and helped get that ball sticking up the top and won the penalty. And I thought he had a real good 45 minutes yesterday, Ben Garrity. Garrity, uh forget who it was. Well, it certainly wasn't me because it was too insightful. Might be you, Johnny, actually. Said if we're leaving Ben Garrity out, we've come on, come a long way. And I think that's massively true. I thought yesterday when Ben came on, it was a presence in the air, a physical presence, which we didn't have before. He burst into the box and won the penalty. So, yeah, fair do. I like, oh, well, I've always liked, everyone knows I've always liked Ben. So, um, it was, he, he made a difference in the second half, but the whole team improved as well, didn't he? And, of course, the sendings off happened. So, it's almost like there were two games within a game yesterday, the first half and the second half. Um, Some might two, say, Steve, it was a game of two week. Yes, they might say. But there was a big distinct difference between the two, almost like yeah. two separate entities as well, I'm trying to clumsily say. Well, Gav was decent when he came on. He, he won the penalty, won his header, so yeah, well done to him. Yeah, and I think you're right, saying it was a game of two halves and it was two different games. And I think Johnny Garrity takes a lot of credit for that because the ball did manage to stick up there a bit more when Garrity was on. Yeah, it did. And that that Ben's game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's that that's that's where you want from him. That's what you want him doing. That that's that's where he's most effective for us as a team. Um. So yeah, let let's let, let's go with it. Let's let let's find let's let's find find the games and maybe this is this is kind of where maybe Crosby needs to take a bit of learning from it as. Whilst I'm all for giving players benefits because they've done well when they've come on and done well in other games and stuff like that, sometimes there's there's kind of a, a needs must, and I felt like that was more of a needs must for Garrity starting than not starting. Um, he he adds in 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 the in them games where where we're not going to have the most of the ball and we're not going to control it and we're not going to be free-flowing and creative he adds a lot more to the team than he take than he takes away um 
and I do really think that that that's that's crucial um, in in that instance. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And we're not going to go through all the subs because Garrity was the only one that played forty five minutes. However, Johnny, we will go to one of the subs who was just simply divine. We will simply divine is is Alfie. Like, do you know? Do you know what? I don't think he played amazingly well when he came on. Like, I don't. I, I think. I think there was a couple of real bad decisions that the young lad made. Um, similarly with Josh Thomas on the corners situation. Um, where near the end where they could have just kept it and instead tried intricate play and then. We, we nearly got caught on the counter. So I think that's, there's a huge learning experience for them pair there. Um, but what can, what can we say? Divine put in an absolutely amazing cross for the first one. And people might say, oh, it's just a ball into the box. But he whipped it in a good level, a good height. Yaks glanced and, and done his bit there. Um, and over... Overall, that was that was banging. The, the fact he took the penalty is like huge credit to a young lad because that that sort of thing it is isn't easy. We we spoke about it earlier. There's there's experienced pros on there that you look at and maybe think shoulda, coulda, woulda taken it, um, but. He slotted it away. It's against the lad he knows. It's against someone that you'd sit there in your head then maybe and get a bit in there and think, actually, he knows me. We've trained together quite a lot. Um, should I do what I normally do? Should I change what I normally do? That that then can cause you to miss the penalty. Um, but he just stepped up cool, cool and calm, especially due to the fact that it felt like it took fucking forever. Yeah, it did. I, I, I don't know how you felt on TV, Steve, but for me, for me, the penalty, the penalty felt like it was given, and then it was taken about ten days later. You're on mute. Yeah, sorry, just unmute myself. Yeah, there was definitely that. Is what everyone does these days, isn't it? Try and slow down. But you know what? Looking at how you could tell you, you never thought he wasn't going to score. You never thought he was. He's got his technique. If we rewind back, we rewind. Easy to say, rewind back to the uh, free kick. No, oh, it's just a whip ball into the box. It's more than that. Your point. Of, I've watched United Arsenal today, so I'm sure you have. And ninety percent of the cause didn't beat the first man. Yes, that the free kick that Alfie took is just perfect. You know, he's asking for it to be flicked on. It was a really, really good delivery. He's, I think going back to what you said, Johnny, there were a couple of things that he didn't do particularly well, but his quality is there for all to see. And when he's up to speed playing for us, he's going to be a hell of a it's going to be a hell of a ride watching watching him and the blaster play together. It really is. Yeah, it is. It is. And like you say, I've seen the goal back on Twitter slash Facebook, one of them, with the Oxford commentary on the first thing they could say is I don't think it was a foul and it was taken one yard out of position. Well, what a fucking ball, and it is. I don't care where he's taken from. That <laughs> ball, what a fucking ball. And let's not forget the penalty. It's a divine that plays the ball through to Garrity, which most League One players aren't picking that ball out. 
it might look a simple ball, but actually weaved it between two or three Oxford players to get it right to the feet of Garrity, who then is either scoring or getting brought down. They got brought down. So the ball, as you say, I think him and the blaster together with him for some ride. And you know what, Vale fans, we might only have him for one season because there's no way we're signing him permanently, but enjoy it because it is going to be one hell of a ride, them two together. So let's move on. We're on to Tuesday. We're not doing a proper preview because it's the Pizza Cup and there's only probably me going. Steve, are you going Tuesday? Or yeah, I'm going, yeah. And there yeah. we go. Steve's going. Amos is going. Oh, yeah, only because when I bought my ticket for the Cabaret Cup, I got an offer on. So, um, yeah, it was like, I think it was 20 quid for both. But yeah, it's the kids are still off school. So I don't usually bother the Pizza Cup games. I don't boycott them on any sort of grounds of principle. But I'll go to the ones I can. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm just going to go because yeah. I want to see some of the, some of the, some of the players basically. You know, some of yeah. the fringe players. Yeah, and that's why I go. I like seeing him and it's ten grand if we win. And Johnny, we know you've got your principles. You're not going, but given the fact that next Saturday's off and we've got till the Saturday after, does it change your lineup or do you still go with a much weakened side or do you just go slightly weakened now? Much weaker. Johnny, yeah, I, I, I think I think still much weaker. I think. We still we still got to look at look at the fact that a few lads have got knocks and 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 stuff like that. So I think we have got to just go for it and just say right, this is this is what we're doing, this is how we're doing it, and stick to his guns in it. Good. For me, yeah. for Good me, one. the goalie gets to run out, Jason. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, he gets to run. Out. I'm resting Clarky because he looks like he needs it. I'm resting Willow. After the knock, I'm resting Chizzy after the knock. I'm starting Loft, and some people would say, well, that's not a weakened side because you brought him in as one of your features, but I'm starting Loft. I think Divine and Arblaster go away to, on Monday, don't they? So they're gone anyway. So I think your back three picks yourself because unless Kofi or Dan Jones have made a miraculous recovery we don't know about, we haven't got a choice there unless you drop low in. But plenty probably get another game at wing back. Let's see how he does. Sang probably comes in at the other wing back. It'll be interesting to see what he does. But we've got the depth there to go and beat them. Yeah, well that, that that's it. At the end at the end of it, it, it's about having the depth, isn't it? And we've gotten proven that we've got a little more squad depth now. So let let's make it work. Yeah, that's it. And Johnny, will we be back Thursday just doing a general chit-chat pod before the quiz? Because obviously we haven't got a game to preview. Or well, are we going to leave it till the week after? We'll probably do We'll probably do a quick one on Wednesday. Because like you say, we've got the, the quiz on the Friday. So we'll do, yep. do one quickly on Wednesday just to cover, obviously, what, what's what's occurred and has anything changed and stuff like that. But Yeah, we'll do a quick half hour or so Wednesday and then maybe at the weekend... Me, you and Andy did a pod on transfer deadline night for about an hour and 40, just talking absolute bollocks and nothing really happened until after we stopped recording. So maybe we'll release that next weekend just to, if people are really desperate to hear our dulcet tones. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe we do. Um, special yeah. that's already been done. Yeah, special that's not as special anymore because it's, it's, it's over, but... yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I say, I think overall the Oxford game, we've won the game. It's a huge, huge, huge credit to the boys that played. It's a success because we've we've won and 
we now have put ourselves in an absolutely fantastic position. Yeah, and it's huge credit to Andy Crosby as well because, and I know we keep saying it, but after that opening day, it has been easy for him and the players to sort of hide away. And 13 points from 15, especially with the fixture we've had in there, two relegated sides, Charlton, who I know are struggling so far this season, but have had what many people thought was a good summer. Then league leaders, Oxford. It's some fucking results, that is. And I tell you what I liked at the end is, you can see that the players want Crosby get some credit for it because Conor Ripley was shoving him in front of the away fans. And if Conor Ripley's shoving you, you've got no choice but go. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that, that that's it, isn't it? You, we're, all, we're all happy with how it's gone. We've seen a couple of people eating humble pie um, this week um around around the situation which is good to, to that people are holding their hands up and saying actually I was wrong um because there's no art there's no there's no harm in saying that we've we, no. we've we've all done it yeah uh, and, and I just at this minute I'm just thinking it's a very 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 good start to the season yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get carried away by it because a lot can change. Um, very quickly in football, but what I do really like is the fact that we've we've made some real good signings. The signings seem to fit fitting in really well. The squad seem to be happy with what's gone on in Spain. Um, a couple of them now spoken out about how useful that was for inter, inter, integrating them into the the side, the system. I've seen the couple. Is it is it more by luck than judgment? Um, we'll we'll leave that up to you you to to judge. I think that's built um, fair. Well, I think we've I think we've recruited players to play this system. Yeah, quite, quite possibly. But I've, I have seen quite a few people asking, "Is it more luck than judgment? Why why we've ended up with one up front?" Yeah. Um, Maybe it is, but I tell you what, you've got then have the players and the management and the tactics to go and make that work. Yeah, I have. I have to say, I think that we will have to change it eventually. But I, I think the players we've signed, the likes of Chizzy, Divine, the Blaster, moving forward, I think we've signed to play that way because it allows us to be really solid away from home. Yeah, with, with all the all the six, <coughs> and we can flood forward. You know, like like I say, I think there's going to be issues with it some down the line, especially if we go behind at home. Then I think we might need to change it. But I think we've, I think it's a bit of an injustice to say, oh, we've just this has just accidentally happened. I think we've looked for players to play a particular way in the profile, and I think it's working so far. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you both. It's been a fantastic start to the season, way above anybody's expectations. Yes, there will be bumps in the road during the season. There's bound to be. There's going to be some bad results, some bad performances. But I know, Johnny, you don't like the E-I-E-I-E-I-O at the end. But do you know what? Vale fans enjoy it while you're joint top because there will be bumps in the road during the season. And you've got enjoy the highs, but not get too low with the lows. And take the ride as it goes, as the Vale say, and just enjoy it, because it's been a fantastic start. We're watching some good football, there's some good players out there pulling the shirt on, playing with pride, playing with passion, seeing us joint top of the league, and let's roll on Tuesday and see what happens with the youth slash reserve team, 
and then bring on Northampton at home and let's go and attack them and see what happens. But we'll be back with you before then. As you know, this Friday's the quiz. So those of you that boot a table or you're on a table, doors open at seven. Quiz will be starting round about half seven. We want people M4 at the latest. Bring your cash because we're going to have some cards. We're going to have some other cards. We're going to have some auctions. And we're going to raise money and have a good night for the John Rudd statue. And you've got no excuse to not stay and enjoy it because you haven't got to be up on Saturday for the game now. So come along, enjoy it. But enjoy your week. Get yourselves down, Johnny's. Get yourselves over to Andy's Taxis if you're going away. Get yourselves to avtiming.com if you want to run in a race. And we'll be back on Wednesday to do a quick, quick pod leading up to the quiz and just a quick chat around the veil. Until then, go on. I was just about to say, yeah, yeah, and I think I think the big thing is that we've we're we're flying high at the minute, and it's it's nice to see the positivity flowing in the fans. So yeah. long may it continue. There's there's a lot of good going on, and you you look at you look at everyone, and each player that's played so far has had good games. Um. And it's it's really it's, I'm really really excited by the future. So yeah. long may it continue. Yeah, long may it continue. Enjoy your week, Valiance. We'll be back Wednesday-ish, and we'll see those of you that are coming Friday for the quiz. Have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order McDelivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.